your windows are so dark now. You used to have so much more light. <laughs> you still hear me? Uh, kind of. Yeah, a little bit soft on the volume. That should be better. We'll work on it as we go. Yeah. There we go. That's perfect. Cool. It is definitely getting darker. Yeah. Shitty time of year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Well, I don't think that Shane thinks it's a shitty time of year. I think Shane thinks it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, great uh, great win for him yeah. at the World 8-Ball. Um, you know, he's always been kind of an 8-Ball guy. That's what he grew up with. So he played, you know, seven-footers. DNEA pool tables, baby. Yeah. DNEA uh, pool leagues. And those valley tables back in his day. And, um, you know, he likes it. It was it was a great event. Uh, good field. It was too bad so many Asians were missing. Uh, but I don't know how excited the Asians get about eight ball anyways, but, um, yeah, Europeans play it a lot. I mean, they play in the European championship every year, right? Eight ball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good event. Great run from him. Um, Mike has a historian. 75,000, 75,000 first prize. That was a nice, that was a nice paycheck payday for him. Yeah. Uh, as a historian of the game, uh, and obviously we all know Shane's going to be inducted into the hall of fame very soon. Uh, where do you think this ranks in his pantheon of titles? Um, I think personally to him, if you ask him, it's probably, uh, I would say his, his world nine ball, his five world, his five U.S. Opens and uh, 2018 Moscone Cup would probably be his top seven. So I would say this would be eighth. But he would probably rank it higher from personal satisfaction. You know, maybe maybe he'd rank the, the first U.S. Open, you know, in the World 9 ball and then maybe the World 8 ball, you know, if you were talking to him. I think as far as as far as far measuring his... Um, oh, as far... Okay, all right. Well, I just... I mean, to yeah. him. Well, I yeah, I guess I... To, I him, to him, probably top three or four for sure. Yeah. I, I guess... Um, I think that you have a little bit low. I think I think it's still, I think it's got to be. I mean, it's definitely above the the U.S. Open, right? Or, uh, or the the Moscone Cup. Sorry. I mean, how how can you put the twenty eighteen? They hadn't won in nine years, and he made the winning combination on a nine ball. I think it was a pretty big moment for him. <laughs> well, sure, but he hasn't. I mean, his favorite game has always has always been eight ball, and he's never won a world championship in the world eight ball. I mean, well, how many world eight balls have there been since he started playing? Like six, about seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, and and you know, and and realistically, if there was a world eight ball tour, it would be more significant. But you know, it's kind Alvin of said it's the first time he's played eight ball since 2017. You know, so sure. you got all these great pool players who are out there, and they did not spend weeks practicing for the world eight ball championship. No pool player did. They've been playing sure. nine ball and 10 ball, you know, so they just went in there, used their knowledge and their existing skills to play in eight ball tournament. They still play at a phenomenal level, but let's face it. It's, it's a, it's, it's kind of a one-off event. Mm. So from that standpoint, I just, I don't give it as much significance. Okay. Chris, what do you think? Sounds, sounds kind of harsh. I'm sure, but. <laughs> no, I, I agree. With, I agree with Mike. It's a big, uh, Obviously, a world title is massive for, for anyone. And because he went so long waiting for one, I'm sure getting another one over the line, you know, 12, 18 months after yeah. 
piss fest. It'll be it'll be pretty sweet. Um, and I think you know, well, Temple's coming up. What in six months' time or something? Yeah, he'll be so hungry for that to do the trip around. <laughs> well, so we'll see if, for that. well i know i know that there's some questions that need to be answered still on that because i, I think um what is it march 1st i believe is that the wpa the goes into effect it, it yeah. is no no i think it's a semi or i, I think it's the day before i think the finals it's not gonna make any world. difference it's not gonna make any difference why the deadline is if you play in a non-sanctioned event after march 1st you're banned well if okay, it's March so 2nd and he's the in the final started. of the World Temple, he's still playing in a sanctioned event. So he hasn't played in a non-sanctioned event until that event's over. Yeah, and he goes somewhere else. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. that, if that event well, yeah. March I mean, 5th, it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. Well, we we assume that we assume that Matchroom isn't going to do any sort of thing. Have a have that, a tournament I mean, on March on March first? <laughs> no, well, I mean if, if WPA is gonna be petty about it, maybe Matchroom wants to decide that they're going to do it too. Say the same thing, you mean? And what yeah. say that he can't play in it? Yeah, yeah, but obviously so, they don't need to. Matchroom don't need to do that now. Even if they were planning to do it, the WPA have done it for them, so jobs yeah. are good. And, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they would do that. Yeah, so yeah. well, we didn't know we'll that see. WPA would do it either. I hope not, but I, I don't. know. We'll see. I guess. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> uh, Shane Van Boning wins over uh, Sanjin Pelovanovic. Uh, Wojtek Shevchek and Max Lechner are your semifinalists. Your quarterfinalists include Francisco Sanchez Ruiz, Eklund Kachi, Mario He, and Hichikata Hayato. I'm really good at, I'm really <laughs> well, good at Asian yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty um, good, right? Yeah, no. You know, I think, you know, I watched a fair amount. Um, I found it interesting. It's, you know, it's not my favorite game uh, i like watching the the nuance of it and uh you know breaking up little clusters but these guys are so good uh that the first guy at the table ran out yeah period if you broke and made a ball you ran out if you broke and didn't make a ball he ran out and after a while i got kind of tired of that but i did think watching it that shevchek was the second best player in the tournament i thought that he was going to beat shane I thought he really I mean, played. He got the first scoring opportunity. He just he kind looked, of. Yeah, he looked like, uh, um, you know, the couple matches I saw him play, he looked like he really knows how to play eight ball as opposed to a nine ball player who's just playing a game they never play. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought, uh, I mean, he, he had the first scoring opportunity at Hill Hill. Yeah, and he did. He shot, he shot the ball right. I mean, I haven't talked to him about it. I have to assume that he. He choked a little bit, uh, maybe he rushed it a little bit. I mean, that 30-second shot clock in eight ball. Uh, I mean, we, we saw it with Jeremy too, right? Uh, the Moscone Cup that he ended up having to play in. Um, he got the first scoring opportunity. I, th I think he was what he was, he was down 4-0 to David, gets it back Hill Hill, um, gets the first scoring opportunity and asks to have the ball clean. I, and I to this day, it's it has nothing to do with the cue ball. I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the cue ball. I think he just thought that that was going to gain him a little bit more time to collect himself and get ready for uh, what he was about to do. He was just mentally preparing himself. And, you know, 30-second shot clock and eight ball, uh, maybe you can argue it's a little bit short. I, I don't think it, it was needed all that. It was, a long, it was a long angle, tough shot to a corner. I mean, it's, it's one that he makes most of the time. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's not one that he can't miss. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if nerves got him. He looked like he was playing pretty, pretty, you know, nerveless through the whole thing. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. 
Uh, well, but um, but yeah, he I know Wojtek that. quite well, obviously, and he said that he is crazy nervous all the time. He said that he has oh, really? really bad problems with his nerves, <laughs> which <clears throat> is which is crazy to see. Well, as a pool player, <laughs> well, well, I mean, you never stop being nervous. I mean, I get asked a lot when, especially when I'm. Um, you know, giving lessons or something, how do you stop being nervous? And I, I give the same answer every single time to everybody who's trying to uh, stop being nervous. You can either stop caring or you can die. Yeah. The, those are your you, options. You're going you to be nervous. You don't want to stop being nervous. You, that's, you know, it's extra energy for you, isn't it? Yeah. Stop you just have focus. to know how to channel it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people, that's what people struggle with. I definitely still struggle with it now channeling it in the right way some days i don't care and i know those are the days where i'm not going to play well you know yeah. um but then if you talk I to other i saw that at the us players, open <laughs> what days that i didn't care yeah you didn't care the entire us open i think <laughs> um but yeah um nerves are but, nerves are a good thing generally yeah might be might have been a little sick though i guess huh yeah maybe um <laughs> the, the only thing i'd say about that tournament the world eight ball is i would uh, like I'd like to see it alternate break. It basically was. Which bit? I mean, nobody, the alternate break. I mean, nobody made win. a ball in the. Nobody made a ball in the break. I mean, you're making a ball in the break like one out of every fifteen times. It seemed like. So I but mean, there effectively, was some it was. <laughs> no, there were some matches at the beginning where people were running out loads yeah, of reps. Yeah. Um, you just don't want to see that. You want to see it back and forth. If I break and run, I want the pressure to go onto the other guy. You know, and you want to you want to see that back and forth. Um, so, so what's different between nine ball and eight ball? Or do you, do you mean the do you want to see alternate the break for nine ball too? No, no, I, I like the win. I like the winner break format. The thing with eight ball is when you break, you're going to have six or seven options laid out in front of you. In nine ball, you've got one ball to go at. You know that that's that's kind of the difference. So with eight ball, there's too there's too many options, especially on the tables with the big pockets. Yeah. There's, uh, there's too there's too many options and people are going to run out at such a higher percentage rate than what they are at nine ball yeah. or or ten ball. So well, I think that's why I like the semifinals and the final so much. Is I remember Shane missing at least three balls that probably shouldn't have been missed. Uh, Sanjin missed, I, I believe, two balls that probably shouldn't have been. I think missed. you're right. I think you're right. There was there was a there were plenty of missed balls in the finals, and you can chalk it up to you know I, I guess nerves. You're playing for a world championship. You. You know, can you play perfect? Yeah. Is it going to be a lot harder to? Um, there were plenty of missed balls in the in the finals of that, and plenty of missed shapes and positions. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's more because nobody played the best. But you know, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, it was a good event. Good event for Sanjin uh, coming off of a semifinal in Hanoi. Uh, yeah. Good to see him. You know, kind of hitting a groove. I mean, we've been waiting for that. Uh, I'd love to see him turn the corner next year and and. You know, be in a couple of more finals and and win a title. I mean, I think he uh, he looks more comfortable uh, in those situations than he did a year or two ago, which makes sense. He's twenty two, and so when he was twenty, he was probably a little more nervous getting in those situations for the first time. But as he's out there more and he's gaining more experience, you can tell that he's just more comfortable at the table. So I think yeah. we're going to be able to start seeing him play his full game now because he's he's got that level of confidence. I see the same thing with Alexa as well. Pikel, yeah, no doubt about it. They're really close friends, so it makes you wonder. You know, they're practicing a lot. Are they sparing each other on whatever it is? They're both coming through at the same time at a you know yeah. really equal pace. Yeah, it's kind of a Francisco and uh, David you know situation mm -hmm. where you got your best friend with you, 
and you're both pushing each other. You can both play at a high level and you're both pushing each other to, to, yeah. to learn from these, these experiences. So, um, yeah, I love watching Alexa play. Love watching that kid yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, were there any standouts? Um, I mean, Sanjin has made it to the finals of a couple of events now. I think he, I think he made the finals of the Premier League pool. Um, yeah, you're right. A couple of, was it this last year? I think maybe last year. Yeah. Um, and he's had plenty of deep runs. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess maybe it's just a matter of breaking through for him. Um, these stages are not easy. I mean, even Jason Shaw, I mean, he just now basically won his first matchroom event to Hanoi open. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long has he been a top player in the world? They're not easy events to win. I mean, you watch no, it's at, super you watch, tough to win yeah. on this tour. You watch Albin, uh, and obviously this isn't a, you know, a matchroom event, but, um, you know, you watch, uh, FSR and Albin and kind of the run that they had and it, it they almost start making it look easy, but this, these events with this many top players, it's, it's just insane how tough it is to actually win these things. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I just seen a comment from Ryan Harms and, uh, Ryan, do you mean Shane getting skids all the time or everybody? Because watching Shane getting skids was starting to really piss me off. <laughs> I don't know why he's still using that chalk. Surely Taeyong yeah. or somebody has offered him 10k just to swap to their chalk or 20k, whatever it is. And he's but just. I've never seen. I've public. never seen another event where he's done it like that. But so, um, he's still mm-hmm. playing with the old chalk, though, isn't he? The old rubbish chalk. Yeah, I, I will say it, it is kind of a shock he's using. He, it hasn't stopped him in any of the other tournaments. Is no. what I'm saying. If, if every tournament he was doing this. But there's something, must have been something about the humidity, temperature, the ball, well, the shine on the balls, whatever, that was causing more than he would normally get. Because I've never seen him do that as often as he did in that match. And I, I don't know, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe one of you two do. I know that Sanjin is sponsored by Kamui. Is he using Kamui Chalk? Sanjin? Because Kamui Chalk is absolutely deadly for skins. I mean, that oil-based chalk, it just sticks to the cue ball and the ball's like crazy. I mean... I don't know. Shane, what kind of job. Shane uses oh. masters, right? Yeah. Shane does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the 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 masters chalk it's dirty and it, it gets stuck to the cue ball often, uh and, and and the other balls, but it wipes off very easily. It's just you know that that chalk, it's just it just wipes off. But the uh the Kamui, like it's a more oily based chalk. It, it not you can wipe it off, but it's still oily. There's a little bit of like oil that's left on the balls that you just can't get it off completely without actually like putting it through a ball washer. Well, the thing is with the predator chalk and the Taeyong chalk, you, you know, it doesn't leave, it barely leaves any marks. It doesn't leave anything yeah. on the table. doesn't leave anything in the cube ball. Nothing goes. The new the predator chalk because the old predator chalk was yeah. worse than master. <laughs> but it almost cost him, you know, it all, it, it could have, it really could have cost him. Um, but it did co- it did co- it did cost him one match it should uh it did cost him one game it probably should have uh, cost him two i don't see how that ball skids as bad as it does into the side pocket yeah and but, he makes it and still gets out far enough for the eight ball that was incredible yeah but it, it could have cost him the whole thing it could have cost yeah. him 30 or 40 grand i don't know what second place got but yeah it could have cost him that well i think shane would give up seventy five thousand dollars to uh to win a world eight ball i'm not saying I think, that would, I, I think would the title part of it. would you still use no, I, well, I can't like i'm just saying like when you say like it, it it almost cost him 40 grand or whatever i don't think he cares about that i think he cares about the title of the world eight ball champion well yeah okay yeah. say both then say both yeah i don't know shane loves money i think he was thinking a lot about the 40 grand <laughs> tell you the truth well <laughs> it'd be honestly that That'd be an interesting question. Would would you trade the forty thousand for the eight ball? 
for the World 8-Ball Championship? I mean, yeah, you probably, yeah. I mean, gun to his head, he probably would. But would you, you know, I'd just love to ask him why he's still using that crappy old chalk. I'd love to, because somebody must have offered him money to start playing with Teom or another It's got to be an old school thing. I mean, it's got to be an old school thing. He just doesn't. He just doesn't think that he needs it. Or you know, there's one. There's a couple of the snooker players are still using the old chalk. I think Ronnie O'Sullivan is one of them. Yeah, still using the triangle, which is made by the same company as Masters Chalk. It's the Tweeting. same, it's the same yep. chalk. Tweeting, yeah. Um, Don't go but... bad mouthing one of my longest advertisers and best friends. I, hey, I'll tell you this. I've been using. I before I switched to uh, the V10, I used Triangle. I thought I thought Triangle was the best chalk on the market. I did. I used uh, it for years until like last year it. or something. But... I still love it. It's just messy, but it's yeah, still it's amazing just... chalk. I think it's the best Triangle chalk. I think is the best chalk on the market besides, um, obviously, any of the Toms. Mm. But a couple of the snooker players are still using the old chalk just to annoy the players that have switched. <laughs> Getting ahead a little bit. Ronnie, so, what does Ronnie use? He's still using triangle yeah, because it annoys some of the other players. Yeah. So he did. He's he did an interview with Stephen Hendry a while ago, and he talks about it. And he's just, you know, if it just puts a little bit of something in their head, they might get his kids. Because <laughs> I'm using this chalk. You know. <laughs> it's brutal. Ooh, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I thought the I thought the World Eight Ball was a good event. I thought yeah. that the, uh, um, you know, I'm not going to get into the the commentating, uh, but I thought that the uh, uh, the you know the the event was was well you are. looked nice in there. What was wrong with the commentary? I'm done already. I, I just said I'm not going to talk about the commentary. Who was the All British right. guy? Who was the other British guy? I didn't recognize. I don't, I, you know what? Honestly, I watched about. Half of one match and half of another, and and had no volume on for the rest of the event. The rest I of the matches that I watched, so I, it yeah. could have been you two talking, and it wouldn't. I wouldn't want to insult you, but I didn't listen. So what I'm gathering is you get one taste of the guy that uh, is on LSD, and now that's all you want. <laughs> <laughs> is it because he wasn't talking about the force, or like? Uh... No, it was boring. Oh, oh well, well. I mean, Alb, Albin is, I, I was okay with Albin in the box, I don't, but he I don't is, know. He I'm is not very calling dry. anybody by name because I don't know who was, oh, I, will. I listened to a couple of matches and I was like, I was starting to pass out and I thought, well, I'm better off just watching these on my own with music on in the background. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought the commentary was. I, I like Tim DeRuiter uh, in the comments. Tim's pretty good. Yeah. I think he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but um, the bar's been I set do. with JJ and Boise and all them lot now. Isn't yeah. It? I mean, so anybody else is just not the same. Yeah. Predators. Pepsi. Predators. Pepsi. That was his name. Pepsi. <laughs> Got to have Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. In Qatar. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, I thought the event. I thought it was a good event. Well run mm. event. I love, you know, seeing all the different. I love an event where they have the top women, the top men, the top juniors all playing at the same time. That is yeah, amazing. It's yeah. so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I thought they did a really good job of, of sprinkling that in. I, I thought it was cool that they did all the finals on the last day. Um, you know, I know it's a long day, but I would have loved to have seen all the divisions get their medals at the same time, all on the same stage. would have been really cool. To see how they didn't juniors do that? with the top pros. No, I think they did the juniors together, and then later on yep. they did the men. Oh, okay, the they did oh. the men and the women's together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, like John said, uh, they announced um, 
Uh, Cheska is a, a World Eight Ball champion too, <laughs> which you know whatever. It's a small I little think, hiccup, yeah. but yeah. I don't think there's probably. 400 people that actually saw that by then. You know, I, mean, I thought they did a nice job with, um, you know, marketing during the event uh, with all the little reels they were throwing out there, little interviews they were throwing out there. I saw they did, you know, before the junior final, they had Sophia Mass interviewing Adrian Prasad and then asking each other, what advice would you give me before the final? Sophia asked Adrian that, and then Adrian took the mic and he asked Sophia that. I thought that was a really yeah. clever, cool, interesting thing. And I saw a lot of those little snippets during this event that that was uh, that was really a lot better than what I've seen out of the productions in the past. So that was good to see. Yeah, yeah. Make it. I mean, they're making strides forward. It's it's good. It's, uh, yeah, you know, you not... find try new things, try different things, be fun, be creative. You know, all good. So, Mike, what do you what do you think? Do you think this is going to be the last eight ball world championship? No, why as we know it. As well, we know who's going to play next what? year? Who's going to play? Well, next there's going to be well, there'll be a lot of Polish players and German players and Asian players. Based, you know, although it was interesting that there's all these bans on Asian players from playing a non-sanctioned event, but none of the Asian players were at the world eight ball. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of interesting, wasn't it? There were like two Changs, and that was about it. Uh, as far as the men go. Uh, so um, uh, that was really interesting to me. But um, they'll hold a world eight ball, and whoever you know, can get away with playing it will play in it, and you know, they'll have a world champion. I mean, it's, it's the way it runs. Uh, now, will they do it every year? I don't know, because, I mean, they've, you know, there's, there's probably been eight in the last 20 years or 15 years. So um, you know, will Predator continue to you know, uh, produce, promote, uh, at World Eight Ball, I hope so. It's good, you know. It's it's fun to see these different disciplines with the top players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, um, it's nice to see Eklund back out there. Yeah, playing yeah, well. and he made a Crazy. nice started to make a nice run. I would have been really interested to see what would have happened if he wins that. I would not have, because that would have made me sad. Why? Why? Because I'm a Wojtek lover. He's my favorite player. He didn't win either, so now you're sad? Well, yeah, but Eklund lost to Wojtek. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Wojtek was the one that knocked him out. Okay. Uh, uh, but, yeah, if he'd have won that event, uh, been Europe would have, it would have thrown a real interesting dynamic into picking the wild cards. Well, I, I think if Catchy doesn't get uh, – uh, if Catchy doesn't get picked, I think there's something, there's something not right about the whole thing. Um, well – well, I think it's really interesting. I mean, to me, the telltale sign was Ralph Eckert wasn't in Austria. He doesn't live that far away. But he wasn't there to watch Kachi play, which I thought if he was there, testing to see how he looked, see how comfortable he was at table, things like that, then it would have given me some some reason to hope. But he yeah. wasn't there. And to me, that that told me everything I needed to know. Well, do we, yeah. do we want to transition into this? Uh, uh, no, I mean, let's talk about. Let's get back into this after we talk about the okay. women. I mean, I, the women and the juniors. I think deserves call out for oh, the absolutely. World yeah. championships. The world ten ball. I thought was, you know, I'd have to look back at some, but man, what a field that was for the women's world. Brutal. 10 ball. Having the Brutal. Chinese back into it, having yeah. Yuhan in there and Xiaoxing Pan in there and Siming Chen in there. I was like, wow, this is freaking. This yeah. is. This is a, a top women's event on steroids here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and uh, good for the European ladies. Um, I mean, obviously it was just Allison and Allison and uh, Kelly. 
that made it into the semifinals, but um, actually they're the only people that made it into the, the quarters too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to talk about having a, just an absolute stacked field. There were a, basically, I mean, the European women have been kind of dominating the, uh, the pool scene in the last three years since COVID, you know, with Pia Filler, Christina Zlateva, Margaret Fafalova, Christina Takach, and then obviously Allison and Kelly. Well, you've seen a lot and, of, you've seen a lot of Zhu Chen Wei and, and Cheyu Chow. Yeah, Wei Zhu Chen, yeah. Winning, sure, sure. Win, those two winning plenty of events. But, but yeah, overall, the European women, when you look at the, the, the final eight in every event, it's, like six. you know, the two Asians that are in the field and six Europeans, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing some, some great pool. Yeah. And those Europeans were still there. Uh, they still made it into the, uh, the final 16, but uh, like I said, only two of them made it through the final 16. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it, was, so it, was one, a, two, it was a stacked three. Asian field this time when you had to, the three or four Chinese players into it, it's like, okay, there's going to be a little change at the top. But, yeah, uh, I mean, there's the, actually there was uh, in the, the eight matches of the final 16, uh, one, two, three, four, five, five European women were eliminated there. Yeah. Well, you know, they got there. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good on them. Um, yeah. It was a great event. And Cheska, so happy to see her win a big international title. I mean, she's such she's been such a strong player. I don't remember what year it was. I first saw her when she played the U.S. Open in Norfolk. So it must have been 17 or 18 because it was not the international yet, I don't think. And you could tell then that she was a freaking monster. She was, you know, and she flew around the table. I just kept waiting for her to be the next big thing. And I don't think she's traveled a ton outside of Asia to play, but I think she's won Sea Games gold three or four times representing the Philippines. Uh, but on this big international stage against top Europeans and Americans and other Asians, it's great to see her her win because she's so talented. Yeah. If you can win those Sea Games with those fields. Yeah. Then... Yeah, no, you can play. You can yeah. play for sure. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. Um, it was such a different dynamic in the final. Her against Yu Han is like polar opposites at the table. Yeah. Um, you know, complete opposites at the table. I mean, and well, I kept waiting for Yu Han to make her charge, you know, and, and try to force Cheska into a couple of mistakes because Cheska can make mistakes given her, how aggressively she plays. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but she held it together and she was just motoring through racks. It was really fun to watch. I mean, you can kind of insert Chinese player here and insert uh, Filipino player here, and you can kind of that, that's kind of true no matter what. <laughs> the the Filipino women tend to be well, the Filipino players just in general, the men and women, they tend to be very eccentric, you know, kind of uh, yeah, uh, mechanics. And, yeah, mechanics be damned, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, swing this ball around the table and see what happens. And the the Chinese players <laughs> tend to just be robots, regardless if they're men or women. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I, th I think it's pretty cool to still, you know, every single time we get to see Allison and Kelly play, I just feel like it's a, it's just a, a privilege and an honor. Just, I mean, kind of like, I mean, as much as I hated Tom Brady and, uh, you know, even like a Roger Federer, it's like, you, you see somebody who's been so great for so long. And every time you watch them, it's just like, it's just like a privilege. 
yeah. I, you know, I, I miss being able to watch more of Tiger Woods. Um, you know, just you don't really realize what you miss out on until you no longer have it to watch. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's just no. a privilege to be able to watch those two play. Yeah. I mean, they both made the final four, which was amazing. Um, and Allison had Cheska buried. Uh, yeah. Let her slip away. What a great uh, match that was. That was a fun match. Yeah. Yeah. All great stuff. Then, of course, the women, I mean, the uh, juniors, was a great yep. junior event for American juniors, which is, yep. which is so the first time we can say that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's great because, you know, we've talked a lot in the past year or two about the uh, improvement and increase in opportunities for juniors in the U.S. with the JIC and the BEF and, and other junior events out there and the juniors going and playing and, you know, uh, some of the pro events and, and, you know, that's their training ground and it's starting to pay dividends. I mean, you see these kids really, really playing well, which is, which is great to get two silvers and a bronze for the American juniors and the world championships with the European and Asian monsters that are there was just, that was really good to see. It just, just shows that, you know, there's been enough talk about this in the past year or two to help these kids get pushed the proper way in the right direction and it's starting to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Shout outs to, uh, Sophia Mast, um, silver. Uh, I guess we'll start with the ladies cause I don't know why not. Uh, she loses in the finals to, uh, Jin Yu Hong. Uh, we'll also give a shout out, I guess, to Savannah Easton making the quarterfinals. She's got to be, I mean, I don't, maybe you know this, Mike. She's got to be like one of the youngest ladies in that field, I would think. Um, I would assume so. 13, yeah. I mean, she was probably one of the younger ones in there. And then who who, who got the bronze for the girls was another American. Um, uh, or no, no, uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, the other, the bronze was in the boys. The yes, bronze was in yeah. the boys under 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this these the names for them <laughs> uh i mean <laughs> Julian sherman um uh, and i got i got nothing on the other one i mean it's yeah Linnea, uh, and then play it's really HJ, good pool. yeah h-j-a-l-m-a-r-s shile i don't i got nothing i guess i probably should have watched three it. was it three dutch players who were in the uh the high ranks in the other divisions yeah, so I, I mean, I guess we'll go to the uh, yeah, the under seven, and, yeah. under seventeen next for the boys. Um, uh, Adrian Prasad, uh, second place, and then you're talking uh, Grace and Vaughn, and it's a it's you know it's really a bummer that they had to play each other in the semifinals. You know, it's one of those situations. It'd be nice to have them on opposite sides. Um, so that was yeah, I guess the under seventeen and then the under nineteen. Uh, yeah. Mika Van Berkel and uh, Yannick Pongers. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a beast, Yannick Pongers. Yeah, they're both yeah. gonna be they're both gonna be great players, I think. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh Kachi, Lil Kachi made the semifinals. And the uh, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure he made the uh, the final sixteen of the eight, the the world eight ball too, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Could be. Uh, maybe 32, but either way, yeah, no, yeah, you, know, you, look at the, you look at the boys 18 or 19, you know, and you see Prongers and you see 
Claudio Conchi and you see Rico Rumpin and you're like, yeah, these guys are, these guys are already, these guys are already picking off names in the big yeah. boys games, you know, when they get the opportunity. So, um, so yeah, these are, these are three names you're going to see a lot of in the next five years. Yeah, for, no, definitely. So, uh, I guess that kind of closes out, uh, all of the, the world champions that we can name. Um, I guess just as a, as a shout out, uh, predator did an amazing job with the, this event. Um, yeah, great stuff. They're continuing to make a stride. And I mean, I, I've been to a lot of predator events. I've been to a lot of matchroom events at this point. I still think the TV table for the, uh, the predator, that the kind of the way that they just make it look almost like a, yeah, it, it, just that, that led that goes all the way across. I mean, I just think that looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, the rest of the venue seemed to be really, really nice. It seemed to be set up really nice. The music in the background was kind of driving me crazy, but you know, I guess whatever. I would have liked to have seen a little bigger crowd in there as far as spectators go, given that it's the second year that they've been to Klagenfurt and they get such buy-in from the local government because of the options there. Yeah. Um, but um, but it was it was really kind of sparse, which was too bad. Yeah. It, 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 Great events. Um, Great events. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if this, this event, dollars into them, you know. Yeah. I mean, and Chris and I were talking briefly uh, before the, you know, the, um, before the, uh, the stream and, you know, $75,000 for first place. I mean, there isn't a matchroom event that has that as a prize purse at all. Yeah. Um, for yeah. first place anyways. I mean, that's, so, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a shout out that I think has got to happen too. Uh, we're hoping the matchroom gets there, but as far as prize money, uh, 75,000, I mean, that, that's a pretty big, pretty big first place. Yeah, no, it was great. Great to see it. So what do they have on the predator slash WPA side? They've got 275, so 75 for the 10 ball, 75 for the eight ball and 50 for the China and 50 for Qatar. So that's... is the 10 ball 75? Is it not? It wasn't this year. Was it not? Okay. I don't think so. It's quite odd to make the world eight ball seventy five and the world ten ball. I think they were really loading up on these tournaments because uh, they increased the top prize in the women's uh, ten ball uh, as well from last year to this year. Although a lot of that came from the middle of the um, middle of the payout, sure. whereas the men's prize fund just got got a bump mm -hmm. um so uh yeah i mean good to see well you know yep. just keep 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 building them up it's fine with me yeah yeah i mean it says on here the prize fund oh maybe this is for next year though it's two hundred and twenty six thousand dollar prize fund for next year okay yeah 226 so that would be a little they had 250 into the eight ball um, so you would think it'd be a little bit less, uh, as far as the top payouts. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, is there anything else that we wanted to, uh, discuss for this? I'm good. Chris, where are you going to be next? $60,000 is what Kachi got last year. Sorry. 60 this year. 60. Yeah. yeah earlier 60, this year. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Earlier this year. Yeah. 60,000, which is still, which is still more than any matchroom event, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. It's big. 
Uh, anyways, Chris, where are you going to be? I think China in like six weeks. April. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Hayball. Hayball, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not with the Joy people, with the um, Star Billiards people. Um, so, yeah, they are really generous. Um, so. Cool. Good luck. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to travel when they're being so generous, put it that way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just need to wait for my China visa and then we'll, we should be all good to go. Good. Yeah. Don't wait for the last second. Uh, no, I'm going to England on the 2nd of November because I've got to go to London to get my China visa, which is a yeah. pain in the ass, but got to do wait, it. Wait, which day? 2nd of oh. November. Oh, you should go the 2nd of December. No, because I'm leaving on the 4th of December. <laughs> So perfect. Let's party a couple days. I'm yeah. Uh, I might I might do actually. I might get bored and I might party for two days before getting on a twenty four hour flight or whatever it is. I can't think of a better uh, way of yeah. handling it. No, I'll see you in London. <laughs> see you in the red light district. Let's go party. Is there one in London? I think so. If you think really? so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I've heard tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so where were we before yeah we what's were, on the agenda nate well let's switch over switch to i guess over. the moscone cup talk because obviously uh matchroom gave uh or matchroom can't cede any ground to marketing to uh the predator billiard or or the pro billiard series or um the wpa so of course naturally they're gonna have to have an announcement today for the uh wild card picks <laughs> Tyler Steyer. Well, no, i was surprised they didn't do the wild card picks on saturday and sunday yeah i thought they yeah. would just step right on to the finals <laughs> yeah well uh i mean if, if you're gonna wage war i mean you can't you can't argue if they would have did it i know Tactics, that yeah 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 all's fair. i mean that all's fair in love and war right yeah so gonna... <laughs> did chris and either of those picks surprise you chris no no, I think they make complete sense, really. Um, well, no. Okay. I gotta be honest. I thought we'd see Catchy and Filler. I thought we'd see Catchy and Filler. That's what I thought we'd see. But now Albin's in the mix. I'm not I'm not so sure. And you know, with Albin going in, I really don't know what the future looks like for everybody else trying to get in the Moscone. If he's you know, are we saying now there's there's four definite picks? Correct. For, there's four lock-ins every single year right. for Europe, and everybody else is just playing for one spot. Well, assuming that two, of, assuming that two of those four. Wait, make it what are you the, uh, What, what are you guarantee. referring to, Chris? Um, so if we say that, you know, I, I'm saying that Albin's a surprising pick. Um, in my mind, given that Catchy and Filler should have been in there, in my opinion. So if every year you're going to have Jason's a lock-in every year, I think we all know that. Yeah, yeah, I think Jason's the only lock. I don't because know. Because there have been years where they haven't picked Albin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I just think that now going forwards, it just feels like, given that he's not had a year like Catchy, and it yeah. feels like Catchy's going to be going to be the one that misses out. Yeah, just, no, I think you're, I think you're right on that, and it's a shame. I would have loved to have seen Catchy at least show up in Hanoi and see how he did. Uh, but the thing with Hanoi was that Albin – Made it to the final, and it's 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 how you're playing today. Not, and, and you know, it what could have you done all, to me lately? Yeah, I mean, and and Ralph Eckert admitted that going into Hanoi, Albin was not on his list at all. Yeah, and um, so, but the you know, as much as Albin going out and stealing it, 
the guys who were ahead of him, who had the chance to make their mark and solidify their spot, all laid eggs. Ritz laid an egg, Mario laid an egg, Alexa laid an egg. And this was, this was their chance to, to secure their spot. And yeah. so, that, so I think you kind of look as a coach captain, you kind of look at it that way and say, listen, these guys, if they want me to pick a rookie, these guys got to show up when the heat is on. The heat was on in Hanoi and nobody showed up. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, Catchy missed his flight, didn't he? That's what I heard. He missed his flight. Well, he was no, he was on his flight, but his flight got turned back yes. and then oh, got canceled, okay. according yeah. to him. I mean, he even he even posted a photograph from the airport, but so you know, uh, I, 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 from his, from his, no, from his comments, he, he, he had a uh, two legs to his flight. He made the first one, but the first flight was delayed, and okay, then, so he then he did, flight. and then he didn't make a second flight because it was the first one was delayed. He didn't have enough time to I make a second like flight. Yeah, whatever yeah. happened, so, out of his, out of his control, right? Yeah, but, yeah, he never, yeah. Right. Right, but right. but I mean those things tend to happen with Kachi, unlike other players. I mean that is definitely something that you can't control. But then you but add into the equation. There are a with, lot of things that happen with Kachi. You have to add into the equation with Kachi that he's you know coming off an injury where he almost lost his arm, right? So you know he's not going to be in the same form that he was in in March when he was dominating everything. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I understand the trepidation in, in picking him based on his points because they were they were all earned when he was in top physical shape and playing all the time. So, you know, there's certainly, you know, if I'm a captain, it's certainly something that I'm considering. It's, it's definitely something to consider, but, you know, it, definitely a bad injury. He's def, He can definitely still play, right? He played in the World 8 ball and he did pretty good. Right? Well, yeah. So, yeah, you know, quarterfinals. That to me would have allayed all of my. If I was the captain and I was picking, that would have allayed all of my worries about him being in any physical condition to play. You know that 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 goes out the window for me. Um, and then you just he's had what two big wins and a near miss this year. So he got yeah, right, no doubt. He was he was the best player first half of the year for sure. Yeah, it just makes you you know it just make the Moscone Cup still what six weeks away or something. Call yeah. it six weeks. Saying what happened last week in, you know, 10 days ago in Hanoi, you know, so call, call it two months away, the, just call the final of Hanoi two months away from the start of the Moscone. To put, if you're putting so much on that as who's in form and who's not, your form can go out the window overnight. Um, Good so point. I just, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about it all. Although yeah. I would like to have seen Catchy. I would love to have seen him too. We might still. Yeah. You never know. We might still. Yeah. If, if, I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking as if he's like, well, there's still one more wild card pick. There yeah, is. I and I wanted to ask you what you think the odds are of the German national coach picking Kachi over filler. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, just posing that question. Well, he picked Albin over. He picked Albin over him. Uh, maybe well, they, they, they announced Albin ahead of yeah. the fifth pick. I think that they're that they're playing the edge of your seat type of game a little yep. bit with Josh. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I mean, either that or I mean, we, we still don't know exactly what Filler's future holds, do we? No, we don't. And I've speculated a ton on that already. Um, I just think that Matrooms comes away looking as much as, okay, put yourself in, in Matroom shoes. If Josh indeed becomes the poster child for the WPA and doesn't play your vets next year. 
how happy are you to give him a $40,000 parting gift? Not at all. Probably not real happy. But the other side of it is how bad do you look if you force that issue and say, you know, be one thing if Josh has already announced that he's playing WP, but he's not that dumb. He's not saying a word until March. So, um, so you can't make that assumption because it could come back and bite you in the ass if he doesn't go. It could come back and bite you in the ass if somehow or another WPA and match room settle things between now and March and he could have played the whole time. You know, it, there's there's a lot of, there's too much um, risk in looking bad. And they, they look, you know, Matchroom got called on the carpet last year with the whole Fetter David thing. So you don't want to do that every year and, and maintain people's confidence. <laughs> so yeah. I think that they've got to let yeah. Ralph make, his own choice this year and there's not a chance in the world he's not picking his countrymen i think well i think at the same time i mean josh i, I mean chris you kind of mentioned this earlier what are there four locks now and i'm assuming with your four locks you're talking about fsr you're talking about jason josh and alvin right yeah i mean that's yeah that, yeah <clears throat> so i i mean if you're going to talk about it him as being a lock because he's earned it and he plays so good under those conditions and all of that uh, yeah, I mean, sure, I'm not going to argue with that. But has he done enough this year to be a lock? No, I would I, say I, no. I, I, I mean, if I, I think if you picked, I think if you picked, um, I think if you picked Kachi over him, I don't think you're in the wrong. Um, I don't think if no. if you pick Max, if you pick Max or Mario, um, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably where the list ends. Uh, it, 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 it would be it would be under. Right? Yeah, it would be understandable. Yeah. I think it's the wrong pick. Um, and I think most players would say it's the wrong pick. But, you know, there are at least three players I think that you could pick over Josh. And then, But then you've also got into the equation the fact that if you take Mario and Max and Alvin and Alexa and Josh Moritz. and say, okay, which of these five guys is in your top three players in the world? What's your answer? <laughs> I mean, he's still, he's still one of the top three players in the world, hands down, maybe the best, yeah. but that's always kind of a discussion. So I'll just always say top three, top three player in the world. You don't say no to that. You just, you don't, unless he's, no. unless he's had an I mean, absolutely horrible year. Yeah, yeah. Which by I, his I guess, standards, he probably has, but but still yeah. enough to be in that top ten European. I guess the only the only thing that I'm referring to mostly is not based off of quality. It's based off of Matchroom having plausible deniability if he isn't picked, and saying we're not giving you a forty thousand dollar parting gift. I guess is really my my broad point. I mean, but Matchroom would never say it was their decision, and now you're asking Ralph Eckert to fall on that sword. Yeah. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is if, if Josh wasn't picked, there's enough plausible deniability from Matchroom and Ralph Eckert that says, I believe that Max had a better season or Mario had a better season or Eklund had a better season. And we still yeah. think that he has it because of how he performed at the world eight ball. I think that there's enough plausible deniability that Josh isn't, Josh isn't like, um, you know, uh, this dead, dead lock that he has to be picked or there's shenanigans going on. Well, you know, you're basing you're basing his is um, a lot of his ranking and 
did he does he deserve a spot on purely world nine ball tour rankings okay yep meanwhile he went out and won china he went out and won qatar um yep. you know so he's still he's still pretty much tours. josh <laughs> he's, course, he's pretty course. much still josh of course yep. but you know that we're, we're talking about like intangibles then and you know the people that the popular opinion is are the best players in the world and are they just going to be the locks every time we're kind of back yeah to, no that's back there's back no back. but but they're not the locks every time unless unless because as long as there's only two you named four people who are locks two out of three there's, only, there's only two wild card picks it's solidified over the last few years though you can see that core of the team solidifying getting a little bit but you can't have four unless at least two of them earned it with points but what I'm saying is I believe that Jason will be picked every single year. So there's right. you know him I him I believe. The other yeah, ones I don't. Right. I don't think Francisco's well, a lack for anything. Think if Francisco think, gets yeah. beat on points next year by three guys, he would have a tough time making the team. I think the only two players coming into this year that I would agree are locks no matter what guaranteed one hundred percent of the time is Josh and Jason. I don't think Josh is a lock. But now, but I think I think if, if I think uh, in March of this year or, you know, March of this year before anything else happened, I mean, I think I think that I would consider Josh a lock every year. The way he plays out there, the way that, you know, he has Shane's number. I mean, Shane basically hasn't beat him in singles out there for like maybe ever. I mean, he just destroys American players. Yeah, well, Sky's beating him. Yeah, well, short of Sky, yeah. Sky is the one that seems to be able to beat um, everyone, but so. especially Josh. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be horrible for Catchy. <laughs> That's what I think is going to come out of this. It's going to be horrible yeah. for him. And I, ho I hope it's not. I hope I'm wrong, but I just think I, it's going to be. I'll tell you horrible. what, one of the guys I feel worse for is Mario He. Alvin stole his spot again. Well, <laughs> Alvin, yeah, just, yeah. Alvin just took his best friend and countryman and stamped on his year, hopes again. Every year he's number six. I mean, but he's literally Al probably been number six like yeah, the yeah. last five years. But did Alvin or Mario win a tournament on the tour this year? I don't know. Mario's, I don't know that Mario's ever won no. one ever. Besides, Alvin, no. Um, so, uh, but, you know, Alvin's credentials still go a lot further than Mario's. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's going to have been four. Yeah, I mean, Franz won one this year. Jason's won one. Alcade won the Euros. Yeah. So, and Catchy's the only well, the, other uh, European yeah. that's won the only, one. The only other winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, Europeans, you know, yeah. And these tournaments are so hard to win. If, if winning one of these majors, and you have a horror show of a year like he's had with injury, if winning one of those majors doesn't, you know, if that if that isn't enough, to David, David, David won one too. Uh, I just yeah, said that's that. what he said. Yeah. yeah, which one? Wh which European. one did you say? You, uh, oh yeah, the uh, European, European Open. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So uh, I, th I thought you meant like the European Championships. I'm sorry. Yeah. European no, no, but the European Open. Sorry. He, yeah. Well, he also won the the one in Scotland. The, the yeah, J I know, but I'm, one. Yeah. I'm on about it's major type level, yeah, major yeah, type sure, level tournaments, right? So, but if if Catchy can win one, and you know. Also, you have to stick on the side to get into the final of the Masters. Forget the World 10 ball because we can't include that, just like we can't include Qatar and China and the other bits and pieces. But, you know, it's just, oh, it's so, so nasty. So, so horrible. <laughs> just feel for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, are there any other events? I, 
I don't know when the second or the last wild card is being picked, but the, it's usually like right tomorrow. after the international tomorrow. open. Yes, yeah, so the international open uh, again. I, I just don't understand why the international. I mean, do you think that the international open will ever change its dates? Well, there was trying to become confusion. more relevant. There was a lot of confusion around it last year, before or after, and Mike seemed to be the only person who actually knew what the what the deal was. <laughs> but, um, just doing it way before that starts, just do it, and there's no confusion this time. Um, yeah, no, it's it's they're they're announcing it tomorrow, so they're announcing it before the, the tournament in Rowan sure. starts, much less international. Yeah. And so international this year supposedly counts for next year, but supposedly it did that last year too, yeah, and the way they talked her out of it. They talked themselves out of it by saying, you know, it was uh, uh, because Jeremy didn't make his pick till after that. It was kind of almost included. And I think that they just kind of messed up not including it. And that's why I knew that Jason was a stone cold lock this year for Team Europe because he won the international last year, didn't get the points and never complained about it. <laughs> so, so the deal had been made. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess uh, over to the U.S. So I, I guess we've we've talked about that quite a bit. Who is your pick for number five, Chris, for Europe? For the U.S. For Europe. Oh, for Europe. Oh, oh we just got done talking about Europe. So you want to talk about U.S. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. After you, do, after you tell them who your fifth pick for Europe is. Catchy. I, I can't. I can't. I, yeah, I can't say anything after that. I've got to say catchy. Mike. Uh, filler. Yeah, I got to go with filler too. I mean, if if it's not filler, it's there's got to be a reason for it, and uh, I think that's going to be more telling than anything else. Um, yeah. It's going to be filler, I, isn't it? Just well, on on top of filler, I mean, he's a better team guy too. So I don't think we know that yet, do we? It's a bit harsh. Well, I mean, well, Kachi has oh, had the reputation of being kind he's of. He's had the reputation know, of being kind of standoff. Still a young guy, though, right? But, yeah. you know, it takes people a bit of time to get used to the team environment. Yeah, true. 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 Yeah, I'd give them the but, benefit of the doubt. I mean, I will too, but we know that one's going to gel well, and we, we, we know that one might eventually gel well. I mean, Filler's the better team guy. It doesn't mean that Kachi is for, will forever be that way, but as of right now, fillers you know that you know that filler works on the team well the last yeah. time Eklund was on the team arguments that uh he wasn't the best team guy that's you know whatever all right so let's switch over to the u.s side uh tyler steyer was announced for the u.s uh in my mind this was a pretty obvious choice i i thought that the, the top four for the u.s now that faders there um is a guaranteed lock i had just i just always thought that tyler was a, a lock for the team um given the the other options as long as you know he's playing a schedule and uh out there at all the events any surprise for you mike um just a little bit and it was just a personal preference a, a hope thing i mean i i assumed tyler was going to be one of the two wildcard picks and it was just, it's a smart pick i was hoping that they were going to name shane wolford with the first wildcard pick based on his being the next up in the points. Just from the standpoint that had it not been for the switch with Fetter, he would have earned an automatic spot, right? And so I just thought it would have been a cool, righteous thing to do to say, you know, you earned it. You're my first wildcard pick because you were really next in line on the points thing and everybody got kind of submarine on the whole Fetter thing. But 
we're not going to take that spot away from you. I just thought that would have been a co a cool uh, um, a cool way to do it. Chris, yeah, I agree. It should, you, hopefully, it does pan out that way as well. Hopefully, he does get the. <laughs> I've got a theory on that too. I do. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know. Jeremy Jones and everybody just rolled into Shane Wolford's family pool room in Roanoke, Virginia, for the for the next World Nine Ball oh, Tour ranking system. If you think Jeremy is going to roll in there and pick BJ Ussery in front of Shane Wolford's dad and live to talk about it, I'm not buying it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why this is right, but why is Oscar not being talked about? Why is he not highlighted? On oh, he is. I think that he's the other choice. If you don't pick, if you don't pick uh, Shane Wolford, I think that Oscar is the obvious choice. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. If you I want, don't agree if, with that at all. If you want to win, I think you got to take that. I don't agree with. I think Billy's a better. I'd pick Billy. Why? He's 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 higher on the money list. He's playing better pool right now. Billy's Billy's making the final thirty-two of these events, the final sixty-four of these events. Oscar isn't. Oscar played he's been two of them, and he's finished higher in both of them. He played the last two. He didn't play the entire year. Came out, played the last two, finished higher than Billy in both of them. Which one? Which ones? Hanoi and U.S. Open. Uh, did he place higher than Oscar? I know Billy made the final 64. Did Did Oscar make the final 32? Uh, here we go. Hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone. I mean, Billy made the final 32 of the Hanoi Open. He lost his round of 64. Or he, sorry, he made the final 64. He lost his round of 64. U.S. Open, Billy Thorpe, 17.50. This is riveting, riveting yeah. podcast. No, Oscar <laughs> finished higher with the U.S. Open, and Oscar finished higher than him at the Hanoi Open. Okay, so one spot each. Uh, no, no, Billy died. Billy died at the, in Hanoi. Um, I don't know what the placement is. Oscar won two thousand. Billy won five hundred at the U.S. Open. Yeah, Oscar no, I mean, won three thousand. Billy won seventeen fifty. So at least one, if not two, spots ahead in both tournaments. Okay. I think. Well, I mean, I mean, Billy's Billy's been there. I mean, he's been at all the, a lot of these events, and he's been making the final thirty-two, or the final sixty-four, I should say. Yeah, I, no, I mean, you know, Billy's Billy's not a, a terrible choice, and he's been there. And he's actually he's actually probably performed better in Moscone than Oscar has. That's well, uh, and or he definitely I mean, has. He's, he's made the effort. I mean, he's he's. I mean, if there's one thing that uh, Jeremy supposedly takes into account is, are you actually going? Right? Are you actually playing all the events? I'm not trying to take anything away from. Him. I think Oscar. I think both Oscar and Billy would be better options. Um, I, with that being said, I, we got to break Shane in at some point in time because Shane is the future. I mean, he's he's continuously playing and he's getting better and better and better. And you know, when are we going to get him involved? It's going to have to be at some point in time. Um, but I, I mean, if if all things are considered equal, I think Billy Thorpe is the best option personally. Well, listen, I don't think you, you know there'll be. You talked about being able to justify it or rationalize it, you could do it with any three of those guys yep. and yep. not get a lot of problem, not get a lot of pushback from a lot of people. I'm just saying who I think you're saying, who you think Chris, who do you think? Who would I pick? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, Oscar, definitely. If they want to win, I think Oscar's the pick. I think, okay. he's, I think he's the guy to do it. Um, so I picked Shane. You picked, you picked uh, Billy and Chris picked Oscar. 
So what do we got? 50 apiece riding in this or what? No, you're, you're, <laughs> I think you're right with what you said. Mine had absolutely zero to do with points or placement. <laughs> well, no, it did have to do with points because he was the highest rate point guy. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I, th I think – and. I think given the 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 addition the late addition to um US for with Fader, I, I think I, I don't think that you're wrong. I think that I think that Shane will be picked. I'm just saying I think that uh I think that Billy if we're putting together our best five players, I just feel like Billy is in the mix. He's he's playing more and he's he's not making a bunch of deep runs, but he's you know, he's getting there at least. The best and five he's playing. The best five excluding Deshane, right? Because he'd be on well, there. Bergman. I mean Bergman before Deshane, I think. Um, I don't know. So close. Well, Deshane from 2016 is so close. Mm, we haven't maybe. seen Deshane actually play what, for three, four years. Set oh, longer than that. When was the last I time hope he ever place. I, I know he's like people aren't like massive. Well, where's he gonna play? I don't. I he's don't banned. know, and I don't care. I just hope he comes back. I like. He's him. banned for predator events, and he's banned from uh, matchroom events. How's he banned? <laughs> Why is he banned from matchroom events? Uh. He does a lot of dumb things. Yeah, he does a lot of dumb things. I'd love to see him play again, um, just because he pisses so many people off. Yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah. yeah, he's a uh, he's a lightning rod. Yeah. Well, Andy Downs. Uh, sure. I mean, I guess if we want to go to Asia and start picking out Asian players, we can start getting players that can actually win. But. Uh, we had to pick what we have here. It's not like the Americans are really winning a lot of events outside of Shane. And I guess, well, that's it. That's the list. I, a yeah. Fader, I guess now, but none, none of the Americans win. <laughs> um, okay. He's welcome. Yeah. Never I, think mind. Just, I, think yeah I, mean, I don't think there's ever been an official ban on somebody, but. Yeah. I, I, if he's welcome, Carl, have him in the have him in the uh, pundit. Yeah, get him in the booth with you. <laughs> you two can tell road stories. That'd be fun. Uh, so I don't. I guess uh, who's you're picking, Oscar, Chris? If I was the captain, I would pick Oscar. But I think Mike's right. I think that's who'll get picked. Yeah, I mean the way that you put that, it's uh, it, it it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, Mike? <laughs> Well, I, I, I mean, you know, I would hope that he wouldn't pick him just because his dad's in the audience. But, um, you know, there's got to be more to it than that. But I just think that um, it sets up. I mean, if if, if you weren't going to pick him, huh, I don't know. I think I would have put in both picks on Monday before you got to Roanoke. <laughs> it's not the worst idea, is it? Well, either either that or, you know, he's got he's to pull Shane's, Shane aside and just say, like, you know, I, I am going to be here at this event. Yeah, um, you got to take it. You, you got to take it like a champ. Yeah, I mean, I'm not picking you. I mean, he's. he's yeah. You would hope that you know Shane and Shane and Jeremy. I would assume are quite close. Um, you know, he's got to have enough respect for Shane to sit him down and let him know well in advance before he gets there. <laughs> Freaking boys with his seniors Euro tour. Speaking of the seniors yeah. Euro Tour event, what, Telfer, why weren't you in the seniors Euro Tour? I think he is. I think he's. I think Carl's on about the one that's next week that Jim's playing in. The baby. Didn't they ball. just do the senior championships in the Euro Europeans. I think it's eight ball. I think it's English eight ball. He's talking about. I don't know if he's taking the piss out of him or what. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, no, 
No, what's he on about? He says no. I don't know what he's yeah, doing. No, he's, he's been drinking, so. Senior Euros is on now. No, it ended, didn't it? Did, by senior, does he? I think he's talking about old people. I'm not playing senior. <laughs> I'm playing men's A. All oh, right. <laughs> you know, we need to just avoid these guys in here. So. Oh, no, he's saying, no, I think Carl is saying there's a senior Euros. On yeah, Euros. I think it's over. I think it ended already. All oh, right. Why are we even giving this any sort of light? I don't know. It's like playing Just with to entertain Carl. Carl? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, can't see jack shit about that. Yeah. Anyways. Well, there so, you go. So, if you, if you take what we think will be the starting fives, although we both have different starting fives, is Europe favored and how heavily? Yeah, I think they're still going to smash them. Yeah. Smash no them? Day four. No day four. That's what I'm saying. No day four. Seriously? Yep. No day four. no day four. I think they're going to fall. I think they're going to fall apart. I'll take the over <laughs> on three days. Yeah, I'll take a day four. We can definitely go on the record for that one. Uh, um. No, I, I mean, I think Europe needs to be small favorites, but we're not talking like two to one favorites at this point. I, I did mean, check how... the other day. The bookies haven't put the prices out yet. Um... I mean, if, if I had to, if I had to set the line, I'd say Europe minus like one thirty, something like that, one forty. And a money line, one and a half to one, something like that. Do you guys not know how to use? Well, I don't get the odds that you use over there. The rest of the world use uses fractions. I don't know what you're using. Fractions? Uh, how medieval? <laughs> uh, we only use the metric system when it's you, you bet a, you got about 130 to win 100 yeah oh, oh i see okay um or you bet 100 to win 130 you know whatever minus right. the juice. you bet you know, the us you know yeah. something like that juice. that's the money line yeah i i just yeah i think um i don't i don't think you know, there's some people that are still taking the, the U.S. getting a two to one on their money. I think that's just freaking crazy. Uh, and then there's people that are taking the U.S. straight up. And I, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think that I think that's less crazy, but I feel I still think it's wrong. I think the number is somewhere in the one one point four to one point six. Something like that. What do you think, Mike? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how to bet. <laughs> I don't know how to bet. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you're if you're putting out, I, I think mean, the U.S. Top, numbers don't work for me. I mean, the U.S. top three might <laughs> it might be better than the U.S. top or the the Europe top three. Sorry, the U.S.'s top three might be better than Europe's top three at this point. If you're going by the points, if you pick the five, if you take the five man team and include filler in there, the top three are not Francisco, David, and Jason. Sure. So you can't. You're comparing two different top threes. If you so get not, the final so not, five okay. team out there and you say, "Here's our number one, two, and three, you'd probably have Josh, Jason, Fran. Okay. And I'm so and Josh, I'm, Jason, Fran, even up with Sky, Shane, Fetter. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, I give a slight edge to to Europe, but I mean, it's very slight. Yeah. No. That's a pretty. It's a pretty even. Even you know, but then when you get to four and five, then they're ahead of us again. Yeah. Right? So, so if you're David, looking at the full so complement of the team, 
David yeah. and Tyler. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna obviously push it a little bit towards uh, David there, and then the fifth is you know it kind of depends on who we pick for a fifth. Well, well, whoever it is against Alvin. Yeah. So he's not going to be the favorite in that either. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's a big difference between Shane Wolford, I think. Um, although he's he's unproven. Yeah, I mean, he could he could end up being a great player on that stage, but he's unproven. Um, and Oscar or Billy. Yeah. Andy Downs is saying you bet 100 to win 250 on the U.S. So they're they have Europe as a two and a half favor favorite. Oh, that's I'll, I'll jump on U.S. for that. Yeah, that's I mean that's an that seems well. Chris doesn't think we're making it, but uh, day four. So I mean he probably thinks he's taking Europe there. <laughs> no day four. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm with Jim. Some of the circus that's gone around Team USA, I don't think that's going to help. I think um, that it could either work really well or it could be a disaster. I don't think there's anything in the middle. Uh, I, I don't know what all this, what? you know, all this drama with Team USA is. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Oh, maybe what the European guy playing for you? Maybe I don't know. So why why is that like turning turning USA upside down as a team? I'm I'm saying it has I'm just saying it may work great or it may work bad. You just never know. Well, there's only two sides to that. <laughs> You're really going out on the limb there, saying it may be good or it may be bad. We got to have you on more shows. That's uh, that, that's, <laughs> as far, that's as deep as I'm going into it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the same thing as saying. You know, European players, more pressure on them or American players playing in front of 2,500 fans who expect you to win every game and make every ball. Do you think the crowd's going to be West this year? Going to be what? Do you think the crowd is going to be more boisterous this year? Do you think it's going to be West? I think it'll be, I think it'll be huge and I think it'll be noisy. And I think in some instances it can put more pressure on the European player than it can on the American player because the European player is expected to win five to nothing and they're expected to win in three days. And if they don't, yeah. everybody's going to start leaning on them. So, yeah. you know, you can play that game too. So you just yeah. never know until you get in there and see what happens. I think what we established is Chris has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, or, or no, maybe I like maybe I should put it this way. As an odds maker, he's like, well, they're either going to play well or they're going to play poorly. Well, yeah, but maybe I should put it this way. Either Chris has no idea what he's talking about, or Chris has Chris knows what he's talking about. It's what it's we'll one of the back. two. I won't we'll say anything more. <laughs> yeah, in, in six weeks' time, and you could both apologize to me. I've got no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. We'll uh, we'll know tomorrow what the, the last picks are, and I yep. guess we'll be able to talk about this a little bit, yeah, a little bit more uh, intelligently. Maybe Fader gonna cry, Jim. See, this is this is the problem. This is, is, is Jim... the same thing Jim went through last year, trying way too hard for something that's not going to happen. Last year he was talking about everybody coming in with their chips and crisps and making noise and. And, you know, Jason hiring some drummer off the street to come in. It was absolutely the most embarrassing thing that's ever been done. Didn't have any impact on the play. And the, the, the European crowd can get crazy. And Feder may miss a shot here or there. But, listen, he's not going to go, you know, Alex Kazakis on this. Just, just my thought. <laughs> we'll see what kind of shame, shame we get. 
I really feel bad about dragging Alex Kazakis into that conversation. He hasn't done yeah. anything wrong, but anyways, it seemed like the, a perfect analogy. I still love you, Kazabubu. Don't listen to Mike. He's a, he's just a hater. All right, I think that's a good place probably to close it out for the day. What do you guys think? Yeah. Captain yes, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I yeah. got to turn in. I can't take any more posts from boys or Telfer. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give a shout-out to our amazing sponsors that uh, to make this work. Jacoby Custom Cues, big sponsor, always helping out the sport. Love it. Insight Performance Coaching, Billiards Digest, Mike Pinoza right there. Everybody go get yourself a, uh, a subscription. Sign up today. Salado Digital Pool, Onboard Sportswear, Horo Tips. And uh, we saw Michael Littman in the comments. We're going to have him on as a sponsor very soon. So shout-out to Littman Lights, the best lights out there on the market today we love them and so will you all right let's close it up for this week thank you guys for joining us yeah chris good luck in china cheers i'll see you before that yep and thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you next week